Good morning. It is Thursday, the 23rd of September. We've got a play on NFL Thursday night football and three baseball plays. Yesterday was a three and three. One game got uh, postponed. So lost a little bit of juice on that. That was all baseball. So going with, and again, you can fast forward to the end. We're going to be tight on the uh, baseball early plays here. And they're all early plays. So you can fast forward to the end if you want to get those picks right away. But we'll try to get these done in a timely fashion. So um, no college football play today on Thursday. There wasn't anything of value there. And I actually spent way too much time trying to figure out the Thursday night game. The, the rule should always be you don't have to bet. And um, But I think came up with a good one here. It'll still work. But... Uh, Way too much time spent on that. So, baseball, St. Louis Cardinals, money line, slight underdog. It's a clear play. They actually have the pitching advantage now. So, it is a projected win. The next pick is the Dodgers on the run line, minus one and a half runs. And that's going to be some heavy juice shit, minus 155 or so. Now, that... Well, it's it should be a, a pretty clear win. Um, there was a clown on the four-letter sports network predicting yesterday that today would be a Colorado upset of uh, Freeland and Colorado beating Scherzer and the Dodgers. Now that that might be fun entertainment, but that's not going to happen. The play was yesterday, and. It was a play that didn't make the cut, and nor was it bet on. But if there was going to be an upset, it was yesterday. It's easy to say that now, I suppose, after Colorado did upset the Dodgers. But that was the play, and there was sharp money on that side. Some sharp money on that side for Colorado. So anyway, the Dodgers, I give them about a 90% chance to win this game. So you could play the money line at heavy, heavy juice, and the value's there. They should be about a minus 400 favorite, quite frankly. So anything less than that would be considered value. And it's sort of 260 or something like that. Um, the run line doesn't reduce as much because, again, Dodgers being the road team have a chance to head on infinite amount of points in the ninth inning. Um, minus 155, but that's the most logical play on this. You can get minus three at Plus 110, and of course, each book's varied a little bit. Uh, minus one and a half seems the best play, and that is the play. Dodgers minus one and a half, minus 155. The third play is uh, a great play, actually. Chris Bassett coming back for Oakland after his cheekbone was fractured by a line drive right at him a little over a month ago. The only risk there would be that he hasn't, uh, his arm isn't in condition, but five weeks is not enough for a professional athlete to lose his pitching eye nor his pitching strength. Um, the team will be hyped to get him back. So the play is Oakland in the money line. Got it at minus 145 last night. And, of course, most sharp money. And, unfortunately, both public money as well as on Oakland. Uh, some of that public money would be simply to say, hey, Oakland can't get swept by Seattle at Oakland in a four-game series. Well, they could, and that's not really a viable strategy. Each game has to be looked at individually. Um, 
Yes, baseball is a streaky sport. We've talked about that with St. Louis. Baseball is a streaky sport more than any other, um, which in this case you would almost argue that Seattle would sweep because they're streaking one way and Oakland streaking the other. Um, really, the breakdown is a, is a clear, clear Oakland win, very, very clear Oakland win to the point that it's a two-unit play. You could take Oakland money line and then the other other unit on the first five or the other unit on Oakland by two. Now, the reason for taking the first five, by the way, I've taken all three, but the the, the um, reason for taking the first five would be that Oakland's bullpen is, is a trash bin right now. So take them out of the mix and just go for Bassett to, to pitch five innings and beat up on the Kikuchi of uh, Seattle. That's a very, very solid play. Very solid. You'll put a little bit more juice on that, though, because the bookmakers know that the Oakland bullpen is not as good as it should be or that it was earlier in the season. A little bit of that through smoke and mirrors, but it is what it is. It's, it's first five play is very logical. Additionally, to win by two or more on the run line gives you plus 130 juice. Also, very, very logical play because, quite frankly, Oakland probably wins this game by three or four. This is a very solid play. Um, and actually, there's a bonus play here. We'll call it four official plays. This is an official play. Taking a three-team parlay. Don't take parlays often, and definitely don't take three-teamers often. But a three-team parlay at about plus 250, and you can get them There's so many different variations on, on books on how they do the parlays. But... What we've got here is this. Now, oh, by the way, this is, uh, let me make sure I clarify this. It's plus 250 only because I'm taking the Cardinals plus 1.5 runs, which I'm able to get because of the dog. If you took the Cardinals outright, which actually is also very solid play, you're going to get really good money on this. I don't know that because I didn't take it that way, but probably plus 400. But what we have here is I gave the Dodgers a 90% chance of winning the game by one or more runs. I give the A's a 75% chance. I'm just rounding this off, by the way. It's 92 to 97, and it's 70 to 80. But anyway, so 75% chance of Oakland winning the game by one or more runs, and 75% chance of St. Louis to keep it within one, meaning win the game or lose by only one. Yeah, 60% chance of winning the game outright. And again, we're getting plus money. That's why that's a, a, a great play as well. When you add all that together, 75 times 75% times 90%, you come up with essentially 50% chance of winning all three games versus if it's a coin flip, Three-team parlay, you better get you get paid a good payoff because, well, coin flip in theory is 0.5 times 0.5 times 0.5. So you have a 12.5% chance or 1 in 8 chance of getting all tails or all heads or, in this case, all wins. 12.5% chance, okay? Um you could argue then that uh, getting the run and a half, or getting yeah, getting the run and a half with St. Louis would would alter that coin flip, which it certainly does. 
But um, in any event, cut to the chase, as I said, I try to keep this pretty short. I give the three-team parlay a 50% chance of winning, meaning all three teams win, and it's plus 250. And as discussed a day or two ago, if you have a 50% chance of winning a bet and you're getting two times odd, three two times odds, or in this case, <laughs> plus 250, five to two odds, you got to take it. So I'm taking it. It's an official play. Now, the football games, the college game, I won't address too much. That really, college football with these two teams, Marshall and Appalachian State, I, you know, every time I turned around, a model had Appalachian State covering as the home team, then Marshall covering as the road team going slightly over. There's no value there. Not discuss it anymore. There's nothing there for me anyway. Now the NFL game, Carolina visiting Houston. Houston's had uh, a road and home game. Carolina's had two home games. Carolina uh, would be the better team. You recall that uh, in game, in week one, Jacksonville was actually favored over Houston. Believe that or not. Now why is that? Well, that was an easy easy call to not take Jacksonville, but um, Jacksonville had the hype of a new coach, new number one overall draft pick. Houston had the stigma of their starting quarterback, Deshaun Watson, being um, sidelined with his legal trouble and his uh, masseuse usage, uh, etc., potential harassment or assault of women. Um, and they really weren't good at the previous year, they're rebuilding, trading off everybody like J.J. Watt. So not really a good program, uh, yet Jacksonville was favored. So the expectation was Houston's not a good team. Meanwhile, they played Cleveland competitively, 10-point loss on the road. And their win, I mean, when I say their win, they actually had a win. Houston's actually won a game. So, um, and you look at uh, Carolina, okay, so their first win, Carolina's first win, was the Jets. That doesn't say anything. And their their second win, though, does say a lot. Their second win was the Saints, and they beat them pretty soundly. Was it 26-7? to So, you beat the Jets 19-14, to you beat the Saints 26-7, both home games for you. The Jets, nothing should be taken from that. Beating the Saints by 19 points is significant. However, the Saints do have some disadvantages. They had displaced by the hurricane. They don't know where their home is. They're running around the country with different practice stadiums, and sometimes that adversity can help you play. But as a general rule, there's no way that's a value to your team. So you, you've got uh, Darnold pitching like a, a new quarterback over in Carolina. you got McCaffrey, obviously, a, a fantasy stud and a real-life football stud, scores points, uh, gets in the end zone. Um, now, here's the problem with this. Carolina's an eight-point favorite on the road. I can't take, I cannot take Carolina minus those points, and I cannot take Houston plus those points, although taking a home dog plus points is a sound betting strategy. Can't do either one of those. The total is 43. 
that doesn't look good either to me. The game could very well be. I've got it in a 42 to 44 point range. I, that's obviously not a bet. So then I have to look, how can I bet on this game? Again, remember, I don't have to bet on this game. You don't have to bet on this game. But everybody wants to bet on this game. So if you're going to bet on this game, what's the best bet to make? Well, it ends up being a teaser or a parlay. However, your book's going to give you the best odds, and you should figure it out, put some different bets in to figure it out. What I came up with is adjusting the lines. Carolina minus two and a half instead of minus eight. And the game under 49 and a half instead of under 43. And I got that as a same game parlay for minus 110. So it's the same as playing one bet, but I have to have two things come in. But the advantage is I got to tease a line in the direction I like. Now, why do I like those games, those bets? Why couldn't I have teased it at Houston plus 14 or something, 13 and over 36? Well, that obviously also is not a bad play. Uh, it, they both could they both could win actually, but um, why this direction? I do I do think Carolina wins the game. I, I have very 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 little doubt that Carolina wins this game. So you could parlay the money just the money line win, but that was about minus four twenty, and the minus two and a half was my recollection minus two fifty or minus two sixty. So that was able to get it down to the minus one ten instead of maybe. Minus one forty, minus one fifty, and I, and and quite frankly, I don't see the game being one or two points. A field goal, though, Carolina winning by a field goal—that's certainly reasonable. So that's what I did there. Because um, quite again, quite frankly, I Carolina really needs to be winning this game. I feel like they're winning this game, is what I'm saying, and just looking for the best line to tease it down to. Now the under or the over. Well, again, Carolina gives up. 14 points in game one and seven points in game two. They're giving up an average of 10. These numbers are, are weak, though, because you only have two, two weeks to go through, but they're average giving up 10. Meanwhile, Houston scored 37 and 21 for an average of 29, but one of those at Jacksonville, that doesn't say anything to me. The other one's at Cleveland when you're going to have to put points on the board to catch up, and Cleveland's not necessarily a defensive powerhouse. They're more of a more of a wide open style game, if you notice from last year and so far this year. But so and the other here's the, here's the big one on this. So the line was Carolina minus four and a half, and then Tyrod Taylor goes out hamstring, which happened at the end of the last game with Cleveland. But they've got a a rookie starting. He didn't embarrass himself at the end of the previous game against Cleveland, but he's still a rookie. Um, the odds makers decided that was about a three and a half point difference. So apparently Tyrod Taylor is worth three and a half points to this team. All right. So the, the line again, four and a half to eight. Okay, fine. Well, the total didn't move. The total was 43 and it's still 43. Well, didn't we just hear from the line makers that they think Tyrod Taylor is worth three and a half points? Well, then shouldn't we take three and a half points away from that total? Now, obviously, there's reasons why that doesn't happen. The point total of a game is not a direct correlation of each individual player in the game. 
or I should say yes and no. Obviously, how, how do you get to a winning side? How do you get to a total? Well, you factor in people that are playing the game. But the thing is with the NFL, the best team playing the worst team can end up with 43 points, and two middle-of-the-road teams can end up with 43 points. It's it's not quite. So when I say it's not a direct correlation, it's because it isn't. <laughs> you could have... You, you could have more defense being played versus more offense being played. Certainly, you, you will assume that it just should be a case, though, that that Houston cannot, will not score as much many points as they would have with Taylor. That's that's an assumption that we have to logically make. That being the case, is there as much incentive for Carolina to need to score more if they're holding Houston down? So I think the under was the clear play. And under 43, like I said, would have been my lean if I had to make a bet on over or under 43. But I had the game at 42 to 44. I'm not playing either one of them. But if I can tease the game up to 49 and a half, this was at uh, DraftKings that had the 49 and a half and two and a half same game parlay of minus 110, just if you want to cut down your search time. But... Uh, that was a logical play, and it is the play, a one-unit play, same-game parlay, Carolina minus 2.5 and, and under 49.5 for the game. So that's it. And again, recapping that, uh, the baseball was also the Cardinals money line, the Oakland A's money line, first five line, minus 1.5 line, combination of such. And the Dodgers minus one and a half. And then a, a, a three-team parlay with those three teams, with the exception taking the run line with the Cardinals at plus one and a half runs, the straight-up money line, Dodgers to win by any amount of points, and Oakland to win by any amount of points and money line. So those are the five plays for today. And it will not have the NFL or college football full weekend plays up until tomorrow there's just too much going on and i want to make sure that i have the best absolute plays on there so good luck with these five